welcome to the In Reality Podcast. Now starting in 3, 2, 1. Welcome to the In Reality Podcast, where we cover all things augmented and virtual reality. The In Reality Podcast is hosted by Joe Barty and Joe Johnson and features news, commentary, and perspective from industry veterans and experts. First up, introductions. I'm Joe Johnson, Creative Director at Markson Labs. And I'm Joe Barty, Creative Director here at Markson. Are you the Creative Director at Markson? I'm sorry. I said creative, didn't I? You did. First up, introductions. I'm Joe Johnson, creative director at Markson Labs. And I'm Joe Barty, the communications director here at Markson. Uh, we've had a little bit of a break since the last episode of In Reality, but we're back for the first in a series of new podcasts that will run through March. Call it Season 2, Part 2. And we've got a good one to kick things off. Joining us today is business reporter Holly Shively, who covers retail and real estate for the Dayton Daily News. Holly recently published a story titled Short on Time, Here's How Your Holiday Shopping Experience Will Be Different and Easier This Year. And we're going to pick her brain about some interesting ways the shopping experience is being transformed by new technology, including AR and VR. You want to get to it? Let's do it. All right. So, Holly, I, uh, I pronounced your last name Shively in the intro. How did I do? That is perfect. It's Shively? All right. Wow, you nailed it. Yep. I had, nailed it. I had been wrong for two days. I kept saying Shively. But, uh, you know, a lot of people do that. It's that E in there that gets you every time. All right. So I'm starting. Yeah, yeah you're okay. introing her, man. Okay. So, uh, all right. So joining us today, we have Holly Shively, who is a writer for the Dayton Daily News. Hi, 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 Holly. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm, I'm doing great. Why don't you uh, tell everybody sort of uh, uh, who you are and, and what you do? So I am a reporter, I co- a business reporter. I cover retail and real estate for the Dayton Daily News in Ohio. So right now what I basically work on is there's a lot of technology changes in retail. Uh, so, all right, so I'll, I'll jump to this. So you, you wrote a story uh, last week. Uh, it was titled uh, Short on Time. Here's how your holiday shopping experience will be different and easier this year. Uh, so tell us about that. Tell us, like, uh, what was sort of the genesis of that story and what did you find out? Right. So technology is really shaping and evolving the retail industry And there's a lot of different changes coming about as far as mobile payments this year are a big thing and different technology that companies are looking into for delivery to make it so with this increase in online shopping that's happening, packages getting to where they need to be on time still. Um, And a lot of that also comes down to augmented and virtual reality and how that is kind of shaping the consumer shopping experience as, you know, consumers that just really want convenience now. And so virtual reality and other technologies, augmented reality, that just really help make the shopping experience easier and faster. So I imagine all of this is like a response to Amazon, right? Yeah, and pretty much. We have one uh, retail expert who likes to call it keeping up with Amazon syndrome. And so it's basically Amazon has just completely revolutionized everything from retail to medical uh, to literally everything. <laughs> hang on, so, hang on, hang on. Back up um, a second. Back up a second. Medical? Yeah, so they've actually they started working with a prescription um, delivery company. So Is that, that right? I did not know that. Prescription delivery company. Yeah. Yes, that's right. Yeah, they're looking to disrupt possibly CVS and Walgreens. Yeah, I mean, they're disrupting every industry. And they've started offering mattresses. They've started offering live Christmas trees. Are they just completely changing how consumers are getting every single product that they buy? Okay, so like AR and VR and two-day delivery and stuff like that, these are, these are you know, retailers' ways of like fighting back or catching up? What are we talking about? Right. So, I mean, it's, it's kind of both. They're, they're playing a game where they're trying, they're just chasing Amazon. We call, I call them grocery wars. I call them toy wars. <laughs> um, it's, it's basically a war. They're, they're battling out to see who's going to be the one that survives in the end. 
um, because as we move to more online retail, these stores have to figure out how to keep up with that Amazon experience. Uh, and, and so let, let's talk VR for a, for a second, because one of the things I found super, like really interesting about the story was I think most people think of VR uh, when it comes to retail in one specific way, which is sort of like in-store visualization, which, uh, you know, which we love and we're obviously familiar with. But you also talked about how other ways that businesses are using VR, uh, I think primarily for training. So talk, like who's doing right. that and talk a little bit about that. Right. So I actually just recently visited a Walmart training academy that we have here in Ohio. There's actually 198 of them world or nationwide. They want to make it to 200. Uh, but they're using VR for everything from how to handle a busy holiday rush to active shooter training. And they actually took me through a module. And so you have in one side a 360-degree angle. One girl is standing in the top of a cart creating a huge safety hazard. Uh, there's a really upset customer screaming, and then there's also a really upset customer who's just kind of standing silent. And so they're using these VR technologies to teach their their employees how to handle that situation, what kind of signs to look for for frustrated company or customers, and all the way around to how to handle a safety situation. So they're using VR to stress out their employees. <laughs> well, actually, they're using VR to make it so when they get to a certain situation, they're not stressed. Yeah, I take got your that, point, yeah. They've got that under their belt before they go out on the sales floor. I, so, just, yeah, it is stressful at first. But <laughs> I'm picturing, like, the uh, the door-opening Black Friday 5 a.m. VR experience, right, where they've put the, the new associates in there and they have to relive over and over again the opening of the doors at whatever time it is in the morning when, they, when people stampede in. <laughs> uh, is there anything beyond, or in your experience, is there anything sort of beyond Amazon that's driving retailers to embrace these technologies or is it really is it really just mostly the amazon effect well i think right now especially the economy is doing really well and with you know rising moderately rising wage growth there's a lot of people more employed uh there's a lot of different changes in the economy that are giving retailers more money in their pockets and so while some of the retailers like off-price brands and entertainment concepts are using that money to expand and buy new real estate and go to new markets these other companies, I'm hoping and I'm thinking what we're going to see coming up soon is that they're going to be able to invest this money in new technology, um, which, again, it comes back. They have to do that to keep up with Amazon, but also just to make the customer experience better uh, to keep their, their brand loyal to customers. So that's interesting. So what you're saying is that really, so like the, the, the post-2008 recovery and the economy that we sort of find ourselves in now uh, that's actually doing really well and has been for a few years that it's sort of like that success is part of what drives then the businesses to actually adopt new technology. It's because they can. Right. I mean, they finally have the money to move into new markets. But if they don't want to do that, since a lot of these stores are experimenting with smaller footprints, closing stores, um, looking for a smaller kind of store concept, they're able to invest that money in technology instead. Did you did you talk to any retailers like the the small store concept is one that we we talk about a lot uh, at Markson and, and sort of on this podcast the idea of selling more through less square footage did you, in as you were researching this story or others did you talk to retailers who talked about that in relation to VR at all or is it more they just sort of they know this is happening and they're trying to figure it out Yeah I didn't actually talk to a lot of retailers but there are a lot of places that are looking into using VR but specifically augmented reality as well um, to figure out how to do I mean where you 
to go in, you don't even really that easy to get. You don't even really have to go into a fitting room because they're going to put you in front of a screen that's going to show you what you're wearing. I think Sephora is one that has a type of brand where when you go into a smaller format, you can see it. You can stand in front of a mirror and it's going to show your face what it would look like if you use a specific product. Yeah, the the, so there's, there's, the Sephora example is a good one because uh, you know uh, applying makeup to a face is pretty straightforward with the sort of facial recognition software that we're seeing in the industry. Uh, I think the challenge has always been clothing, though. Um, it's it's difficult to make clothing look like it's modeled onto somebody. Have you seen any advances in that recently, or any any breakthroughs in that sort of thing? Right, I think the technology is definitely improving. I think right now we're definitely not at a point where you can put it on me and I. Don't don't kind of look like a brick yeah. <laughs> but, um, but at some point i think yeah that that technology is going to keep evolving especially as more money's put into it and more companies uh, start to pick it up and we're going to start seeing maybe not necessarily you can figure out what size you necessarily need but maybe be able to see what something would look like you know so, at least so that's interesting based on the color <laughs> yeah so that's i think actually it might be easier to figure out what size that you need uh rather than make something look uh compelling digitally on somebody's body like photogrammetry and uh, uh, facial recognition, stuff like that. All of those things, I think, can combine to give people realistic measurements with just a, with, with a camera's glance. And I think that might be actually a better use of AR uh, than trying to visualize what it's going to look on you and just give you better sizing guidelines, which I think is kind of cool. Yeah, uh, better sizing right. is huge to me. Like, I, I, as someone who is, like, right in between on jean sizes. Like or, I, God forbid, you're a female shopper and there's, like, <laughs> yeah, exactly sizes that none of them work for you. Right, yeah, that's interesting. That, yeah. yeah the air could drive right. uh, sort of a change in that let's uh branching Sorry, off. i'm getting our, I'm no no getting no, no. way off track no 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 that's great i'm gonna go way off track now too branching off of ar and vr what other technologies did you sort of see retailers embracing for this holiday season yeah this holiday season the big one is going to be the mobile payment and so part of that experience that really stinks about holiday shopping is standing in that line and no one likes to do it and so what target and Walmart and I'm sure other retailers are going to roll it out too is kind of a mobile payment where they're going to place their associates and their employees in the busiest parts of stores so that you know you can just walk up to one of them and check out instead of having to wait in that you know hour-long line <laughs> to make it to the front to get ready to leave. So this, so what you're saying is this year we're going to end up we're going to see mobile payments look like there's an associate with a tablet of some kind who checks you out. I know that uh, Macy's has been talking about mobile payments where you just use their app and you can just check out wherever you're standing yeah, in the store. Yeah, I think there's pay. some challenges with that. Like getting people to adopt an app is always difficult, you know. Uh, mm -hmm. I, I, I don't I don't download apps basically ever. Now I know I'm a technophobe, which is ironic. <laughs> But uh, I think I think in general, people don't want the commitment that comes along with downloading something, yada, 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 right? So your vision of it, I think, is probably right, right? Like you have mobile cashiers in the store, and basically you'll be able to go to anybody and check out with an iPad or something. Right. And this, I mean, this technology is not even close to advanced right now, as advanced as Amazon's is, you know, with the cashier list, the Amazon Go stores, where, you know, it's got weights that will track it, and you don't even have to, you just pay, and you just walk in, and it just pays for you, basically. Um, so we're not there yet. Uh, but I think in the near future, these stores are going to be able to figure that out as well for future holiday seasons. This year, it's going to be, unfortunately, so that you're going to need an associate there to kind of run the process. I'm going to ask you a question. You may have no idea the answer. And if you don't, please just tell me, no, I didn't ask that yeah, question. Yeah, I often have no answers. Yes. Uh, so uh, <laughs> I, I'm thinking when you talk about Target and Walmart and how they're going to have all these sort of people wandering around able to check you out, um, I know that in-store Wi-Fi is typically atrocious. And I'm wondering, atrocious. I'm wondering if they, if like you, if you ask them about bandwidth, or if they said anything about bandwidth, or if that's an issue. Because I'm, I'm just picturing all these uh, people running around stores with iPads that don't work. So that would be like my concern. Right.
Yeah, I actually haven't not heard anything about that yet, but that's a very real fear, I think, especially, I mean, you saw on Amazon Prime Day, you know, Amazon's got its own web services, and it's still, the website crashed, so there's always going to be concerns about stuff like that. Um, and then, all right, so let's let's talk a little bit uh, sort of about speed or uh, convenience, because it feels like that's that's what this conversation is really about. It's retailers trying to figure out ways to make shopping more convenient for, for their customers. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, but, I mean the consumer is really changing. <laughs> oh, uh, how do you like explain that? Like, how are they changing? So the the consumer is really changing, and they're wanting faster. They're wanting easier. They're wanting to not even step in the store in a lot of instances. And so we're seeing a lot of different things with grocery pickup. Even you know you don't even have to go pick out your avocado anymore. You can just tell somebody how you like it, and they'll go do their best to pick the exact ripeness that you want. Uh, the consumer just is overall wanting to shop from their couch. And if it's not from their couch, maybe they're willing to drive to the store. But it's really changing that a lot of customers don't want to even walk into a store. And if they do, they don't want to be there for long. So, so it's really like the entire, the entire shopping process, the way, peop, the way people shop is just changing. Uh, right. And, and So let me ask you a weird question. Uh, Joe and I were talking about this the other day, right? So uh, if there's a can we both say that there's like a glut of retail real estate right now? Is it a little oversold? Uh, yeah, there, th- yeah. Th- yes. Okay. So if retail real estate is oversold, and I know that this isn't really on our topic, what happens with all that space when it becomes not necessary? Has anybody talked about this to you? Right. So yeah, there's actually a lot of things that are happening. Malls are the biggest ones affected by this because they've got these 200,000 square foot Sears and Bonton boxes that are closing and they're having huge issues because nobody wants a space that big anymore. Um, so we've recently seen a lot of them, they knock them down and they build like outward facing restaurants or they turn them into self storage or warehouse space because with more online sales and more distribution centers, um, that doesn't necessarily work for a mall, but malls are also looking at entertainment concepts. So there's a ground one entertainment concept, which is basically like a huge Dave and Buster's. Uh, they've got like bowling and alcohol and arcade games, ping pong, like all different kinds of games. So a lot of those different concepts that are more experiential based are growing. Customers really want experiences. It, it, that sounded to be like uh, you're going to be using VR at the mall, whether it's for shopping or for entertainment. Because, you know, like a Dave and Buster's or whatever, I know that they're putting in, uh, there's lots of VR games that are going in and stuff. Right. There, I mean, there are so many ways that augmented and virtual reality are going to start being used um, in retail environments, even if it's not necessarily for me shopping. Oh, do you, uh, like, do you already have a sense of what some of those would be? Can you give me some, like, do you, some examples? Yeah, I'm curious, man. Yeah, I mean, some of those some of those are the entertainment concepts. And actually, some of them are, um, I had a recent store just come to our Dayton area, and it's a permanent tattoo store. And wait, 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 stop, stop. What? Sorry. <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's a permanent makeup tattooing company. Oh, okay. okay. Gotcha. I was going to yeah. say, I'm pretty sure <laughs> that all tattoos are permanent for the most part. Right. Yeah, that was a, I missed, I missed a word in there. But anyway, so, so it's this, this new store in the Dayton area who is using an app now that will let you see what your face will look like. I mean, it's that, that face recognition again, but it's not necessarily that you're, you're going to buy something. It's like you're literally changing your facial features by adding uh, permanent makeup and tattoo form. So like it's lip liner, lip color. Um, they do hair follicles. So if you like lose your eyebrows, um, they'll fill those in. Yeah, this is a good um, idea for eyeliner. AR. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. So, so it's, it's not necessarily a shopping, and then it's also going to be that entertainment experience too, like we just talked about. I mean, you're going to go into the mall, and you're going to be, you know, 
not to be stereotypical here, but if you aren't the, the shopping type, you know. That's fine. Um, <laughs> yeah, so if you go into a mall and you're not the shopping type, you know. I mean, I had all the time. My dad, when I was a kid, would not, he'd go in the mall, he'd just sit in the middle, you know. Yep. At that point, you know, he might go to some kind of virtual reality type experience where he's like on some kind of entertainment concept, like a golf course. Wait, or wait, wait, wait. Like Is the arcade coming the- back? Is the arcade making a comeback? It might be. Oh, my God. I'm so happy. Yes, that makes both uh, both Joe and I uh, now aging fabulously, gamers. But fabulously happy. We, we want to go back to the mall just to play games. I'm guessing they're more than a quarter now. That's probably different. Actually, they might end up free. <laughs> like, the reality of the situation is that uh, any way you can get people to retail locations uh, and spend time there, uh, they're probably going to end up spending money. Yeah. So, like, in a certain sense, uh, let's just talk about the landscape, the cultural landscape of the American mall over the last 50 years. Why not, right? Uh, yeah, the arcade was a good way to keep your kids busy or to keep your husband engaged while you go shopping or whatever, you know, if we're going to use stereotypes or alternately, you know, just to have a, a, a way to entertain people in an open space so that other people can get shopping done. Uh, in a certain sense, my own participation in the American Mall has declined dramatically because there is zero reason for me to be there. So I, li- I like that, though. The idea of new technology is a loss leader to just get people into the stores. I mean, it kind of always has been. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right. Well, so anything, anything else uh, for this shop, this holiday shopping season, Holly? Is there anything we've we've left out, or or uh, the listeners should hear about? What you know, it, it sounds like what we're saying is they should expect, hopefully, a speedy and convenient shopping experience. I know uh, that's I know that's what they all want to hear going into they, the yeah. holiday season for sure. Um, but well, actually, <laughs> uh, let me ask it this way. Let me ask it this way. So when this is all said and done, what will you be looking at from the holiday season to sort of figure out how it went? So I guess my, my post-holiday coverage is going to look like trying to figure out where people actually spent their money. A lot of it's going to be um, online and probably on your smartphone as well. Um, but also looking at these technologies and seeing how much they were actually picked up, you know, the different virtual reality, augmented reality. You know, Walmart's got the new price check app. Um, that uses augmented reality to help you scan through a whole assortment of products to figure out what's the best deal. Um, there's, I mean, Amazon's got the kind, Wayfair, um, Macy's. There's a lot of the different in-store and app technologies that are showing you what something will look like in your home before you actually buy it. And so there's a lot of ways that I think I'm going to be evaluating how technology was used after this to see maybe what you know, the holiday shopping season is going to be the biggest season. And so how customers pick it up this year is going to really forecast what the rest of the 2018 and into 2019 is going to look like. Yeah, naturally. All right. Well, that, that's great. We'll, uh, we will look for all of that in January, I'm guessing. Um, and and uh, just thank you. Thank you very much for being on. Thanks for taking us to the story. Uh, uh, I learned a whole bunch. So thank you. I appreciate it. Hey, real talk, though. Is there anything you want to plug? Um, I will plug the Dayton Daily News. No, man, don't don't plug the Dayton Daily News. Plug something for you. I'll plug something for you, Holly. You should follow Holly on Twitter. She's at uh, HR Shively, H-R-S-H-I-V-E-L-Y. You already screwed it up. You already screwed it up. (laughs) Why? What's her last name? Oh, I said Shively, didn't I? You did. Dang. Try again. Hang on. No, we're going to do round two. We're going to do round two. Everybody quiet. I'll plug something for you, Holly. Uh, I'm going to plug your Twitter account. Uh, you are on Twitter as at symbol H-R-S-H-I-V-E-L-Y. Nailed it. Thank you. I nailed it. Um, I love it. So everybody should go follow her. Uh, I already did. Uh, and, and thank I you. I not. I don't have a Twitter. Thank you. <laughs> Again, with the technophobia. You should get a Twitter. <laughs> but th- thank you is what I'm trying to say. Thanks for being on with us and, and talking to us. Yeah, thanks, great. Holly. 
I really appreciate it. Thanks. You can come on anytime. Have a good one. <laughs> All right, you too.